Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And I'm Liz Eston. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Liz like musical theater. And guys, we have an extra special returning guest. That I, I'm, a returning I'll, guest? I'm always what? surprised they keep coming back because we're just horrible to people on this show. Um, but please join me in welcoming our good friend James from the YouTube channel, Shafarillas! <laughs> hey! Yeah, you can do that. Very, very excited to talk about this cinematic masterpiece. Uh, it really is. Truly. Might be the last chance of 2D animation. Um, <laughs> it actually was the death knell of 2D animation. Um, I, I w- <laughs> you laugh, but... Can you prove that? Yeah, what's your proof? <laughs> do you have evidence? I do. I will go into it later. Um, but in case you haven't picked up what we're throwing down, because we really haven't dropped that many hints aside from it's bad and 2D animated, this week we are talking about the Adam Sandler animated flop Eight Crazy Nights. Cue the music. I'm the kind of guy who can't stand a holiday, so I drink them all away. That's me. I don't decorate no trees, and I won't eat no potato lockies, but I'll give this old lady's melons a squeeze. That's just who I am. So Eight Crazy Nights is a movie musical written by Brooks Arthur, Alan Covert, Brad Isaacs, and Adam Sandler, with music and lyrics by Adam Sandler, Alan Covert, Robert Smigel, um, Brooks Arthur, Stephen Brill, and Brad Isaacs. It premiered November 27th, 2022, 21 years ago this very day. I am now discovering. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, was this planned? Was this planned? <laughs> this was not planned, but I am now noticing that, reading it right here. Uh <laughs> A Crazy Nights came in fifth place on its opening weekend among the U.S. box office, making only $14 million since its Wednesday launch. It only grossed $23.6 million in North America and negligible foreign box office receipts for a total of $23.8 million worldwide. Um, it was a box office bomb, losing approximately $10.5 million or between $10.5 and $44.6 million on it. Um Destroying 2D animation, basically, along with it, and a lot of studios. Uh, The plot of Eight Crazy Nights is Davy Stone, a 33-year-old party animal, finds himself in trouble with the law after his wild ways go too far. Reminds me of another 33-year-old party animal who crazy ways got too far. And you know what we did? We crucified him. What the fuck? fuck? (laughs) I feel like this has a lot in common with that story, too. You think that this has a lot in common with the the Jesus story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that Jew- who we're talking about? A Jewish man who has the law turn against him, and really, he um, and he's thirty three, and probably so played by Adam Who is Whitey in your metaphor? Judas, obviously. <laughs> okay. Oh. What? <laughs> Who's the sister in your metaphor? Uh, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Jess, you're just you're just naming random characters. Yeah. This has nothing. I like how you're saying Who's characters. Who's the Footlocker guy in your metaphor? Um, Footlocker is Jesus is God. <laughs> Footlocker is God. Okay, no, that's actually that makes sense. Yeah, that I, I buy the Footlocker is God thing. But that's all I buy. What, what were you trying to say, James? Uh, Whitey would never betray anyone. He can't be Judas. He is the most loyal friend of all time. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. It's true. <laughs> Whitey goes true. to the that Romans is, is so like true. <laughs> Here's your 15 pieces of silver. Why, thank you very much, Mr. Roman member. <laughs> oh, you have murdered me. You knew all the time. Why Why do you do such a good impression such of yeah, that? Spot on. <laughs> well, I guess the question is, what is all of our history with Eight Crazy Nights, James? Especially you, because you live in the animation landscape. You are... Mystery animation as far as YouTube's concerned. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually had never seen Eight Crazy Nights until like uh, three days ago. Um, but I had You're heard welcome. about it. I heard about how terrible it was. Um, the, the most I really like saw of it, though, was um, 
about like a few months ago, one of my friends just sent me the link to the ending song where they go bum bitty 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 bum bum. <laughs> like that just became a meme in my friend group. Like we just love that for some reason. <laughs> we just kept like playing that on Discord soundboards. So that's all I really like experienced of Eight Crazy Nights until um, three days ago, where they just happened to be watching it in, in on Discord, and I was like, "Oh well, this will be perfect. I can watch it for the podcast." And yeah, we all um, it was the most miserable experience of all of our lives. Um, but uh, we were waiting though. We we were so hyped to get to the bum bitty 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 bum at the end. So we were like, "Oh, you, you really got to wait for it to it." But uh, yeah, um, so I have not, don't have a long history with it, but it is quite the vivid history. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. I mean, God, just seeing the bum bitty bitty scene out of context makes this film look so much better than it is. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be more like a shit post movie. Like when I saw that bum bitty scene, when that was going around, I was like, what the fuck? Why are they doing that? Like <laughs> dance where they're like waving their arms up. Like, I don't know. There's some. They saw Fiddler on the Roof. Yep. Then you watch the movie and it's actually just like terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it I, might be the best Hanukkah movie I've ever seen, though. Yeah. It might be the only Hanukkah movie yeah, I've ever seen. That, yeah. 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 Um, tr- you which feel is bad. It feels bad that this, <laughs> like, we have a lot, like, Judeo Christians have a lot of, like, movies about Christmas and all that, and this is what um, Hanukkah gets. Yeah. <laughs> What are you going to get this movie? This movie and the Rugrats episode. Um, and that's it. Yeah. And I guess Prince of Egypt. I guess you can yes, count that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this movie isn't really even like Hanukkah focused. Like it's really just like, you know, the the holiday season. And then like Hanukkah doesn't mm-hmm. factor into the plot at all. There's not even like eight crazy nights. Like it doesn't even take place over the course of like the eight nights. It's just like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it does take place over eight days because we start on the first night of oh. Hanukkah and end on the last night of Hanukkah. Okay, I mean they, they don't really they don't really like emphasize that, so I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention. I didn't um, they do. I honest. Okay, here's where I gotta. <sighs> He's stepping in. Jess Telling. is the the ardent defender of <laughs> eight not crazy a defender, nights. But He's gonna say it's good. He has a perfect Whitey impression. He's been yeah. honing this. He's ready. It's his moment. This was on a lot in my house as a child. Wow. Um, Let me just say that. This is a film where this was legit nostalgia for me to revisit this. My, my, no, I feel bad for you. My yeah, aunt bad. really had a love for this film for no good reason. Yeah, I was going to say, like, why? <laughs> um, and... So, like, I would, I knew a lot more of the songs by memory than I thought I would when I revisited this. Where <laughs> I, yeah, but they do harp on like it being the first night of Hanukkah and they say it multiple times. And then in the last, like, during the, the All Star banquet, um, they do say <laughs> it is both the last night of Hanukkah and Christmas Eve. And throughout, there is different ways of telling you which night of Hanukkah it is, like on the TV and on the, at the mall. There are like little, if you're really paying attention to this very intricately woven film. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice even a single fucking clue. No. And you're over here. Yeah. You've got the strings tied up. You, you're like, oh, this is the first day. And obviously that ties in here. And like, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I stand corrected though. <laughs> Impressive. A lot of this film is kind of a last ditch effort to keep a lot of animation studios open. So, A Crazy Nights was animated by several studios, including Anvil Studios, um, A Film, AS, Bartle Entertainment, Golden Bell Animation, Marina Motion Animation, SPAF Animation, Tama Productions, Time Lapse Pictures, and Warner Brothers Animations, YR Studio, and Yao's Animation. A lot of those were coming right off of the critical and box office, well, not critical, but box office failure of The Iron Giant. So this was kind of their, their saving grace of please save our company, and it was decidedly not that because we are firmly in the post toy story every no one wants 2d animation they just want cgi and this was kind of the death knell that not even like outside of disney there is no life for 2d animation um so 2d animation's dying and yes. they're like this is our last ditch effort you know what we should do 
let's make a movie where the most annoying man ever talks like a lot <laughs> and also gets covered in human feces and then deer lick it off of him. Um, so <laughs> that's going to save our yeah. company. <laughs> See you later, smell. I, I think they were just trying something new because like the things they were trying before weren't working anymore. A new flavor, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like, a new flavor of poop. New, new flavor yeah, of popsicle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just like watching this, I kept thinking, like, who does this appeal to? Like, did they expect this would make them money? Like, I just like this, like, raunchy, R-rated, like, animated film. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what's the target demographic? Like, I don't know. Well, let's talk about the director real quick. Seth Kearsley. Um, last year for the 20th anniversary of Eight Crazy Nights, he did a basically tell-all video about what happened and the production, how he got involved. and how it was different than other animated films. So he really just wanted a job. He wanted to have his first directorial job. He was working on Dilbert at the time. And he was told that Adam Sandler's company, Happy Madison, just started an animation division. They really wanted to get started on this project. And he really wanted that job. So he shows up to Adam Sandler's door um, and was just waiting for him. And then he just heard the voice of Adam Sandler behind me. Hello, what are you doing at my door? <laughs> and he was standing behind him. And from this weird, insane meeting, he got the job. And a lot of the things that feel like Adam Sandler-isms, like the Rob Schneider effect and all his SNL friends, they were under contract with Happy Madison. So they didn't have to audition and run them through the gamut that you would usually have to to get them in an animated film. So it made revising dialogue at last minute much easier and adam sandler was very heavily involved in this in when he wasn't actively filming another live action film he was in the studios helping morale more or less and pitching ideas um and they were always like if this joke doesn't work we need to find a better joke but the problem is he's like we discovered way too late that if we had probably stuck with the original joke, we just got bored with that joke because we kept hearing it, not that it wasn't funny. So we kept eventually undoing and undoing and undoing until we are so far away from what our original attention was. It's not even close. And famously, Kearsley revealed in an email to Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, that certain <laughs> elements of the film that were notoriously specifically the feces eating deer scene and even Whitey's voice, which was originally more high pitched and annoying, were intended to be cut, but were kept due to focus groups who had seen the film and loved Whitey's voice, as well as the fact that the product placements were used without permission. So the product placements, which are a, a main stay in Adam Sandler films, they just kind of did it and hoped they would get the product placement permission later. <laughs> what focus groups did they find that were like, yeah, that voice you're using? Mm, peak. That's the shit right there. I want to hear that for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it has grown on me. I do kind of find it funny. It's grown into you and developed a sore mm -hmm. or a tumor or something. <laughs> yeah, I have a tumor named Whitey. Um, it's like got one big foot and one little foot. Like, I'm sorry, but like, no matter how good the rest of this movie was, if they kept that voice, there is literally no way I could ever recommend someone watch this. <laughs> but yeah, no. would the movie suddenly be good if they got rid of the voice and like put Steve Buscemi in that role? Would it suddenly be good? Because I don't think so. No, I'm just saying, like, if it was perfect outside of that voice, that voice alone is enough to ruin the movie entirely and make it unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even then, like, if they got someone like Steve Buscemi instead of, like, the voice we got, like, it would be, like, more tolerable to watch, I think. Like, still, it would still be bad, but I don't know. I wouldn't, like, my ears wouldn't be bleeding, so that would be nice. <laughs> it's. Jess, I mean, you watched it a lot as a kid. Like I did. I'm going into this. This is the first time I've ever heard this, and I'm just like, it's it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's really that bad. Yeah. Not to be not to be a, a Douglas Yancey funny here, a, a nostalgia critic, but <laughs> nostalgia man. But it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. All right, let's talk about the plot. What is the plot of Eight Crazy Nights, Andrew? Um. Okay. So there's uh, Adam Sandler is playing Adam Sandler. I mean, it's literally he's Adam Sandler, 
right? Like his his name's Davy Stone or some shit, but <laughs> he looks exactly like Adam Sandler, and he's voiced by Adam about? Sandler. He's doing ripped. His he's normal got voice. like he's got like abs. Adam Sandler doesn't have those. <laughs> Apparently, the character model is based off nineteen-year-old Adam Sandler. But he's 33. Let's he's 33 yeah. in the he's movie, 33. but apparently the character model was 19-year-old Adam Sandler. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan, indeed. <laughs> so, so the 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 movie the movie opens with with Davy Stone, Adam Sandler, uh, eating at a Chinese restaurant run by um, uh, a racist stereotype, as played by Rob Schneider, who is also <laughs> our narrator. Don't uh, don't you forget. He dine and dash me! He chew and screw me! He sip and skip me! He's the narrator as himself, not the racist, racist waiter, oh, just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. We go right into it. It's like yeah. Mickey Rooney in uh in fucking Breakfast, Breakfast of Tiffany's type shit. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. So he is a guy who's uh just kind of a dick. He's just he's like Scrooge, right? It's like a Scrooge story in a way. He he's a dick. He hates the holidays. He hates everyone, and he's got to learn his lesson. He gets arrested for stealing Chinese food, um, and also running from the police, and also trying to drive drunk, and also property damage, and also farting fire on a group of people. I'm pretty sure that happens. And sexually assaulting a woman, <laughs> an old elderly woman, and a car. Ah, yes. Sexually assaulting. Oh a yeah, car. he did want to fuck the car. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he tried to fuck he his tried car. To fuck his own I totally car. forgot yeah. about that. I will Do you think say, that was like they, a joke? <laughs> like originally they wrote the joke and they were like, oh, he'll like kiss the car and be like, I love you, baby. And then they're like, that's not funny anymore. Let's have him like literally fuck the car. And then they're like, yeah, put that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that maybe it was just like a like one phrase like, oh, yeah, just see you tomorrow, baby. And then he's like, oh, come on. You got to go. You got to fuck the car. Come on. Go come on. We got to fuck the car. Come on, Sithy, we gotta fuck the car. But he gets arrested. He's gonna get sentenced to 10 years in prison or whatever. But this um, this old man remembers that he's good at basketball. And the old man plays uh, or referees basketball. And he's like, if he sentenced him to help me referee basketball, which, I mean, I guess someone who is gonna be sentenced to 10 years in prison for sexually uh, assaulting his car and also an elderly <laughs> woman. Should definitely be around children. Um, so the judge decides that's a great fucking idea. You know? He's your responsibility now, Whitey. Um, by the way, the character's name is Whitey. It's not a... Yes. We're not doing yeah, We're bit. not making yeah. fun of him. His name is literally Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> Whitey Duval. <laughs> um, we've already talked about it, but this character has the most annoying voice ever conceived by a human. Um, and... He is uh, he has fifty percent of the dialogue of the movie, so um, <laughs> and also two songs. <laughs> he is the main focus of two songs. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. his voice is just that funny. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I wish we heard more of it. Frankly, should have given him all the songs. Why? Why didn't they give him all the songs? Frankly, <laughs> he should have been the narrator. Like, come on, guys. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, it's kind of weird he's not the narrator. Yeah, he really should be the narrator. That's <laughs> yeah. Rob Schneider, fellow. Um, did you know that they cut two full songs with Whitey? Uh, oh, well, oh no. They were wrong. Jeez, they really... One about how much he loves them all, and one extended version of the Patch song, uh-huh. where convicted pedophile James Barber had an extra verse in this mu- movie, aside from just the <laughs> one transphobic line he currently has. Oh, no. Oh, God. I carved our names upon that tree. I loved him and he loved me. My darling wife was once a he. But that was long ago. Okay, we gotta keep going. Yeah, we gotta go. Uh, he, he's a terrible ref. He's a terrible ref, so Whitey's like, I'm gonna take you under my wing and really train you, so I'm gonna bring you to the mall. I love the mall. And they meet this, uh, they meet this girl that we later find out Adam Sandler's character used to be uh, in love with when he was a kid. Did you recognize the voice of this character, though? No, that is no. Jackie Sandler, Adam Sandler's real-life wife. Oh. I will say she did get like the one laugh out of me in the entire movie, which was... Really? He, he like, says something horrendous to her boy, and she's like... Well, happy new year, fucking psycho, or something like that. She just calls him a psycho and just walks away. And it truly I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. She's right. 
<laughs> and I feel like that was just the delivery of that line was wonderful. I mean, we'll, we'll speed it up. Eventually, the kid, the her kid, is in basketball, and they bond. Adam Sandler's character and the kid bond. Uh, Adam Sandler's house burns down, um, just kind of out of nowhere. Um, and no, because so he has to move in. Um, he beats them at a one-on-one game, and then he burns his house down. Oh yeah. Well, oh, is that actually what happened? Yeah, well, his opponent Christ. was forced to eat a fat guy's jock strap, so also he could get revenge yeah. by this causing movie, property damage. This movie really hates fat people. Yeah, it's yeah. very fat <laughs> Um Okay, yeah, so that that that's why the house burns down. So then he has to move in with Whitey, and we get to meet uh, Whitey's sister, who is um, has the same voice as Whitey, but higher pitched. I think um, it's like which lower, more in the nasal. <laughs> What are you doing? You might, yeah, you might be right. It's also that. a good sister impression. It's it's what it is is it's um they took a perfect comedy voice from Whitey and they improved on it and made it <laughs> even more funny. <laughs> it's it's even better. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I already called the morgue. They said you weren't there, but to try back later. Oh yeah, also. Uh, Whitey has this goal that he wants to win a award for the town, just being the town all star. He wants to be no, 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 no. The basketball. It's it's less than that. It is like the basketball town all star patch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So uh, eventually, Adam Sandler is his past is revealed, where his parents died on on the first day of Hanukkah or something like that, um, way back when he was a kid, and. He gets really mad at Whitey for talking about it and says that Whitey will never win the award. So then the award night comes, and of course, Whitey doesn't win the award. John Lovitz does. Yeah. So Adam Sandler has to go in and be like, you guys are all stupid. You should have given him the award. And then they're all like, you know what? You're, you're probably right, actually. Uh, so then they go and they give him the award. And then it ends um, at a, a crisp uh, 70 minutes. Uh, really... Uh, <laughs> They really put all their effort into this movie. They really wanted to make it a nice feature feature film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so compared to other holiday classics, where does it rank? Bottom. Yeah. Bottom. I can't yes. think of a worse one, yeah. honestly. You'd have to dig deep into like the Rankin Bass shit to find something worse. Yeah, I don't know. Like I think the like Christmas really tree is pretty rough. Really low budget, independent, and only friend on YouTube, like something like that. Yeah. Or the Rap City Kids. I, I'd yeah, rather watch one. this than the Rap City yeah. Kids. Like, I mean, I'm giving this movie this. At least the animation, like, looks good. Like, I mean, it, like, looks, it looks very similar to Iron Giant. Like, it's got that similar style, and it, like, I don't know. It, it's nice to look at when it's not, like, you know, deer-eating shit. But, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just the visual style is, is fine. Like, it's not amazing, but it's fine. I'll give it that. The gross-out humor is, it just feels very out of place for everything they're going for. Mm-hmm. Because, like, out, like, the actual story is supposed to be kind of this, like, heartfelt sort of emotional thing. And, and you could, I could understand some raunchiness with, like, Adam Sandler's character being really rude. But, like, they go way further than that into, like, this is actually disgusting type territory. This man should be in prison forever. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't feel like a kid's movie, which is really weird and it, it's not even like it doesn't feel like a kids movie it doesn't feel like a family movie it feels like an adult comedy with family movie elements <laughs> yeah i mean that's true like you don't even like need this like emotional story about him like being sad that his parents died if you're trying to just make this like raunchy r-rated comedy like i don't know why these elements like they don't mesh like just cut out all the. But it's not even R-rated. It's PG thirteen. You could take your children to see this in two thousand two if you really wanted to. I actually didn't know it was PG thirteen. I thought it was R, but I okay. <laughs> it feels like an R-rated movie. I yeah. agree. It definitely feels like an R-rated movie. But yeah. Yeah. So. Your kids, you can take them to see deer lick up shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have to talk about that scene in in more detail. You really okay. go for it. The deer scene. Here we go. All right. Adam Sandler is being an asshole. He pukes into a porta potty. Uh, porta potty because he's a drunk. Um, because of course he's a drunk. You go to bed at Dukesbury. You wake up at Pukesbury. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Whitey goes to clean it up, and he walks into the the porta potty with like a hose so he can clean up. 
And then Adam Sandler pushes it down a hill. Um, we don't get like the comedic effect of this because it's really not funny when we actually watch him climb out of the porta potty covered in human feces. And then he says, Oh my God, I'm covered in human feces. And then Adam Sandler sprays him with a hose and it freezes him. And a bunch of deer show up and lick it off. Yep. And we see a shot of a deer smile with its mouth open with a bunch of shit in it. And that's how the scene ends. They cut back to an emotional moment. (laughs) Yep. Yep. This Um, is a scene that shouldn't exist. Also towards the end of the movie, (laughs) that deer still has poop in its mouth. Wait, really? Yeah, during I didn't the even end scene that. where the deer is helping him, there's a deer that smiles a little, and you still see nuggets of shit. <laughs> well, what about the point where they're laughing at the mayor's joke, and all the deer are just shitting nonstop? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's good, too. I forgot about that. Um, I think I took blanked from my memory. Not gonna lie, that, that shot kind of made me chuckle. Everything else about the deer are horrendous, but that one shot made me chuckle. <laughs> they, they have a thing for shit. Yeah. Yes. This is very fecal-oriented movie. Yep. Actual shit, not usually funny. Even in, like, gross-out humor, I don't think you generally see actual shit animated. No. Like, you'll see, like, farts and, like, burps. But, like, usually shit is just too actually gross to be like, ha-ha, he's covered in poop. (laughs) (laughs) Um... The the question is, I think we've discovered in a lot of like early two thousands animated films and TV shows. Um, see Dan Schneider. A lot of people's weird fetishes wind up in um their children's content, and I don't believe that's what's going on here. Truly, I think this is just people's well intended horrific sense of humor. <laughs> Which I, I, at the very least, I'm giving credit for. Um, does anyone here like Adam Sandler at all? Like his films, uh, his comedies, anything like that? I mean, I think he's a good actor when he like tries, like in Uncut Gems, but like he doesn't try very often. So I, I like, I don't like his comedy like at all. Like none of his comedies like work for me. Not to uh, not to just rip off Red Letter Media's opinion, but I'm pretty sure most of his movies are uh, money laundering schemes. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, yeah. he had legit said in an interview. I pick filming locations based on where I want to go on vacation. <laughs> like he filmed that Drew Barrymore movie because he wanted to go to Hawaii and he needed an excuse. He was like, "I'll just make a movie with Drew Barrymore." This I don't think it's clips on the internet anymore, so like I don't know. But I remember. <gasps> Can seeing I tell the grown up story? Yes, you have to tell the grown up story. It has been four uh, years. You told it before on the podcast, but no one was listening to be- us back then. Mm. You have to tell it again. The grown up story. Oh, I love the grown up story. Okay. So there's this tiny fucking water park in Massachusetts where I used to live called uh, Water, water Whiz or, or something like that. It's, it's something really dumb. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's got Whiz in it, um, which is a very funny name for a water park. You don't want to include Whiz in your water park name um, for obvious reasons. But I went there one time and half of the rides were fucking closed. And I'm like, what the fuck? I want to go on all these and I'm not allowed to. And it turns out they were filming the water park scene for grown-ups at the water whiz that I was at on that day. So I didn't get to go on any of these fucking water slides because Kevin James and Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider and whoever else uh, were going down all the water slides in filming. Um, so that's that's my story. I, I might, maybe I'm in grown-ups. I, I might be a background character. Yes. You, know? um, <laughs> you you I think someone needs to go through frame by frame of grown-ups to find Andrew, because I'm certain he's in there somewhere. Yeah, he's definitely in the I'm background. in there somewhere. I'm probably like twelve. Uh just go look through there, see if you see someone who looks like me. Did you have the same hair the, when you were twelve? No, he had like no, a little short, short boy hair. hair. Oh, a little short boy hair. I looked like a, like a Hitler youth kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't okay. know better transition out of there <laughs> um, but how about we compare our opinions to those of the real critics over there on letterbox.com it's time for reviews a one star five star game James do you remember how to play this if uh, not I'm going to explain it to the audience anyways <laughs> no I didn't think it's been too long I forget 
Okay, so Liz and I are going to read you and Andrew real letterbox reviews. None of these are made up. And you have to guess, based on the review alone, whether it was a one-star or a five-star review. <laughs> um, I'll be on your team, James. Liz, you take Andrew. All right. Um, all right. Um, James, you ready? Yes. All right, here's the first review. We saw what happened at the skating rink today. <laughs> All in the caps. Um, so I have to guess. Okay. Um, yes, sir. Is that a one star review or a is five that a one star. star or a five star? I don't know. That it's sounds binary, pretty not... enthusiastic, but I think it's just a quote from the movie, so it could go either way. Uh, I'm going to. It might be a trick, so I'm going to guess one star. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> they know already. They know already how to do this. Figuring out yeah, they spend a lot of time on Letterbox. So. Get in <laughs> I there. know how these reviews work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, ready, Andrew? I'm ready. I'm ready. Every time Whitey spoke, I leaked a little. <laughs> Fuck. See, that's like that's like a funny one. So it's it could easily be a one, but. Maybe they actually really do enjoy it. Maybe they're part of the focus group. Um, <laughs> like my aunt. <laughs> I'm going to say this is a five star. This is a this was one of the original focus group that shows that they love the voice. I can't confirm that, but it is five star. So. <laughs> Y'all are killing it. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready, James? Yeah. This movie has so much to offer every time. So much shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, literal and metaphorical. That's the whole um, review. That's a whole review. Uh, hmm. Um, again, it could go either way. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I'll say five stars. That was a one star. Oh, oh, Makes man. just as much sense as I. There's no logic to these. Yeah. <laughs> like don't don't try to bring logic into this. It will never help you. That's true. <laughs> All right, Liz. What we got next? Right. Eleanor is a gay icon. Fight me. I don't see how that would make any sense, but <laughs> Why, I'm not I'm gonna a fight gay you. Icon. <laughs> <laughs> Just if so, if someone says someone's a gay icon, just don't fight them on it. Just go with it. You'll live longer. Five stars. That They're is a gay five. icon. Hey. <laughs> um. All right, James. Mm -hmm. The poopsicle crying emoji. <laughs> uh, no. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to picture like. <laughs> One or five stars next to that crying emoji. Uh, I guess I'll go with five. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> the poopsicle. The poopsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Peak comedy. Do they say poopsicle in the movie? They I do. He remember. calls him a poopsicle uh, when he gets back to. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you ready, Andrew? Yeah. Would you check out those bazugs? As quoted uh, by the GNC man, as played by uh, Danny Glover, I believe. Yeah, I think so. We're going to go, that's, that is a one star. That's a five star. Fuck. Uh, I, tr I was trying to like reverse it. I thought, okay. You thought too much. You can't think too much with this movie. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You think too much and it's over. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was Carl Weathers. I'm so sorry. Carl, Carl, Weathers. Carl Weathers played the horny GNC man. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Tyra Banks played that dress. Oh. Yeah, Tyra Banks played the <laughs> horny dress. The I, I, Victoria's I Secret dress. That musical number out of my memory entirely. I forgot that all the mall like uh, advertisements just like sang to him. <laughs> and Zach and Cody played the KB toys. Right. Um, yeah, my friend did tell me that. He said, by the way, that's Zach and Cody. We were all just like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> they just they hired a bunch of famous people hey you want to be an advertisement sure <laughs> of course and an adam sandler vehicle of course it's the early 2000s this won't murder my career <laughs> yeah. the, the, um all right <laughs> the happiest seizure of my life <laughs> uh hmm 
I've been guessing five a lot, so I'm going to say one star for that. That was a five. Oh, it's just stuck to my guns. Man. All right. We got three more. Eight crazy technical fouls. Oh. One. Correct. That was a pure guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, James. Say a prayer to the Iron Giant animators who had to work on this. (laughs) Okay, I I think that's a one. That is correct. (laughs) All right, Andrew, last one. The best movie I've ever seen. Five stars. They're serious. They loved it. Okay. (laughs) That's a technical (laughs) That's the kind of review I would make. Just like one star. This is the best thing I've seen in my life. Or something like that. That's why they make letterboxes for reviews like that. Yep. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of the reasons why things exist, how about we go into a mid-show and talk about Patreon? Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a show out to you. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Patreon is this beautiful place where you can give us money, you get commentaries. Me, Andrew, and Liz are currently watching through random episodes of Glee. We did the Rocky Horror Glee show, the Glee Thanksgiving episode where they did the Let's Have a Kiki song. And you will also get extended video episodes of our podcast where you can see James's beautiful face. And it, literally, it looks like a White House tableau. They're sitting right right in front of like a fireplace it looks beautiful um truly you're missing out if you're not on our videos <laughs> um but our current patrons are melissa goldman danielle renix justin stampede and cassidy monica throw brent black Nathaniel, stacy coon joseph evans green mary lou choquette john vanals russ walker musical hell emily gracie kyle summers jenna c scoot in the technicolor dreamcoat liz Lim. nothing is certain except beth and taxes desbian roger benjamin jessica t mitchell young chai teacup chris marco kiji marie anastasio trevi joseph layla rj norija julia mclennan bjorn hermans toriana fraser sadly sammy the adequate amount jacobson and Angela, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Leeds, you make a geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargo, Lisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Blint, Den Bleckier, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Marasso, Mara Forloin, Lisa L, Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Roten, Buffy Boy, Julia Hardy, Sydney Hicks, and Bell, 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 uh, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, The Red Caboose Explosion, Co- Gold Plated Con- Kikimora, Julia Balder's Daughter, um, Rex and Jewel Brown, they all give us money. Give us money. Give us money and we can do more of these. So you should give us money. <laughs> open open up your fucking wallets and just throw money at us until we have more money. All right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Does this really count as a musical? Like, I think that's kind of my my confusion with this there is more songs in this than in the average disney movie and people call those musicals i think it's a music movie which we've talked about before i mean it doesn't follow a music theater structure by any means but i'd say it kind of does you think it does i think it kind of does yeah i think it kind of does too like it is technically a musical even though it's not a good one no (laughs) no don't but the structure is that let's start with Davy's song. That is like a titular I want slash I am song. Folks who think reindeer are cute. To me, they're just something to shoot. I hate love. I hate you. I hate me. Well, I'm a snowmobile stealing. No chance to season feeling. Kind of guy. Kind of guy. 
my biggest complaint with the songs is they don't feel that heightened. They aren't taking advantage of the fact they are an animated film, and the few times they do it really feels jarring. Like, Davy's song I think takes a good advantage of how animated they are. They do things that you couldn't do in a live action film in a way that kind of suits the kind of more grounded animation style. But then you've got things like the Patch song, which are very heightened, very ridiculous, very kind of stylized in a Disney musical sort of way. How much does it hurt it that they have fucking Whitey singing like multiple of these songs and it's always awful? And then they also have Adam Sandler's character interrupting the songs with really dumb jokes all the time. I mean, it doesn't help at all, but then you've got like a, a, a sincere song like Long Ago where they undercut every sincere moment with it with the most horrific joke you've ever heard. <laughs> it all seems so long ago Young and happy, don't you know Down by the creek I would show Fireflies to that girl But that was back when he was nice Before my warm heart turned to ice My sister's wig once had lice But that was long ago The schoolyard's where we were The first time I kissed her He thought he got some time But it was only retainer Eleanor's prize a train well, over there's my family home And the woods we used to roam The only time I had sex was on the phone But that was long ago Yeah, it's like at that point, like, again, why even bother with, like, the emotional, like, storyline and this emotional song? Like, why not just, like, make every song be, like, just these terrible jokes? Like, what's the point of being emotional? Do you think they were trying to do a thing where it's like a juxtaposition, like, haha, here's an emotional moment, but we're just going to undercut it? I like, was that supposed th- to be the joke? I think it doesn't that's even it. come off that way because they do it so yeah. often that it just, you never really, you never get that tone where it's like, oh, this is like an emotional movie. Like, it's always just feels like it's, it's just the undercut. Yeah. Like, like I, I wasn't expecting the song to be emotional because, like, I knew the movie, like, wasn't capable of that. So, I just expected there to be terrible jokes, and then, yep, there they there, were. Yeah, so. like, there was no, there's no surprise. Yeah. There's no, like, oh my god, they did, well, I mean, there was one moment where it was like, oh my god, they did that joke, but that's mostly because uh, it was such a horrible joke, but. <laughs> Anecdotally, in high school, I had a friend who said that this film made him legitimately cry every time he watched it because of the, how emotional he thought it was. This and Click were the films that made him cry. <laughs> was it the line where Whitey think- says, I've only had sex over the phone that really just got oh, That was longer. No, it was a dead parent subplot. Like, Has he seen, like, he's, he's watched two movies, like, ever, yeah. and he's like, dang, those were really <laughs> emotional. <laughs> Damn, I thought it was just poop jokes, but he had a dead parent? In your friend's defense, when I was younger and watched Click on TV, it did make me emotional when I watched the ending out of context. I saw Click in theaters, and I thought it was like, even then, in 2007, I was like, it's just a wonderful life, but worse. (laughs) Yeah. It's a horrible one. It's level. a horrible one. Uh, I haven't seen Click That's... yet, but I'm actually saving it for my thousandth log on Letterboxd. I just thought that would make a fun thousandth movie to see, and that's um, 50 movies away. I'm at like 950 right now, so it's coming Honestly, up. I think it uh, might be a little worse than this. Oh, boy. That makes me more excited. Uh, oh, boy. Click is not... Click has like no redeeming qualities. This has some good animation. Yeah, and, and I think the songwriting at times is fun. 
I do. We do kind of need to talk about technical foul. Yeah. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you don't shut the door after using the Oh, uh, we do have to talk about technical <laughs> foul. That's well, we did talk about too much of a meme. Yeah. See, um, for me personally, um, aside technical from, foul. <laughs> aside from Whitey's singing, that was kind of like the one number where I kind of thought, okay, that's kind of funny conceptually. Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was like a good setup for a song. It's just, <laughs> and uh, Whitey's annoying voice kind of like fit that when he's like, that's a technical foul. Like, I don't know. Like that worked for me a little bit. Just, just, just it still wasn't good. Like it was still a bad song, but that that was like the closest it got to like I don't know a song. It's a it's a conceit at least where mm-hmm. we're we're setting up rules for this house that it actually almost moves the plot forward. Where Davy is at a different spot from the beginning of the song from the start of it. Yeah, um, exactly. but it's kind of like, like coming reason. on the street with dirty shoes on your feet. That's a technical foul. <laughs> Doesn't Why help do you the do backup so well? for the song is his sister with the same voice but a different tone. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's an Adam Sandler uh like uh trio. Yeah. Yes. They're all Adam Sandler. And a lot of this movie is Adam Sandler <laughs> talking to himself, and it's fascinating to think about. <laughs> I actually kind of like where it kind of overlaps at the end and they all have their like three-point harmony of Adam Sandler <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they had a foot foot soak bucket just labeled guest for the end of the song. They just had that in the closet. <laughs> in case they have friends over. Yeah. And yeah. also, Whitey mentions several times that he has a ma- an imaginary wife. And it's oh, like yeah. it's one of the lyrics here. Uh-huh. And we didn't bring that up. And the movie barely even kind of talks about it. But he apparently has an imaginary wife. Huh, I guess I, I, mean, I blocked that out. I blocked most of this out. I, yeah, no, he mentioned the imaginary wife at the end to Davy, and it's like, I hope you see my imaginary wife as your t- sister or something. And he's like, that's weird. I'm not, don't want to respond to that. <laughs> uh, like, it's literally the start of, I think, the, 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 the refrain, the bridge, where it's like, there are certain rules to apply one's life with your sister, friends, and imaginary wife. Like, it's mentioned three times in the song, this thing that's only kind of a part of the narrative. <laughs> I don't know, this movie confuses me. Yeah. It is an onion that I constantly pull back and mm. discover more things about There's it. One. None of them good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess the one good thing... Uh, can we talk about the intervention song before we talk about the one good thing? The... It, can, yeah. uh, the, the product placement song? Yeah, I like the product placement song because it is, in my opinion, the worst part of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's saying a lot, man. Yeah, it is. But he goes to the mall and the big emotional turn is all of the product placement in the movie starts talking to him and they sing a song about how he should be a better person. They're led by the Foot Locker. The Foot Locker guy. Which, in my opinion, is the worst thing that happens in the entire movie. <laughs> I, or the best. Yeah. It depends how you're looking at it. Yeah. It's one of those things where it becomes so bad that it's hard to not just, like, laugh. It's just like, wow. It's like, the panda from Panda Express is your backup vocalist. Like, I have to laugh at a certain point. Yeah. I guess. Like, And then they take... 
a right turn in the middle of the song into deep pathos of his of his dead parents like singing at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh like truly one of the most baffling scenes in any animated films. Yeah. My favorite part of the song personally. Yeah. Is uh, when I, th- I think it's the GNC guy. Uh, right before he opens the card, the GNC guy goes, "Open that up. It might have money in it." <laughs> yeah, that was actually I, I kind of like that. That was kind of funny. That was actually good. But it's like this is this is right before the biggest emotional moment of your movie, where he opens the card that he received from his dead <laughs> parents for the first time. Like, um, that was not the yeah. GNC guy. That was the Radio Shack guy. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. The radio sorry, shack I forgot the radio guy. Shack guy looks like. Um, yeah. So I like maybe maybe you don't want to undercut the biggest emotional hit in your movie with a joke about how the card from his dead parents might have money in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even the first. I don't know. <laughs> first time we've undercut it, where he's she Eleanor's like, oh, he probably stole something, and he's like, no, this is just a card from my parents. Oh, why don't you live with him? They died. <laughs> like we've already done this bit yeah. already. <laughs> like it's not taking anything seriously. It's like again, why are you even trying? Then? <laughs> oh my god. I uh, guess we 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 yeah. reward ourselves for talking about all these things so much, and we can talk about bitty bitty bum. Yes. What a crushing blow to wind. <laughs> I bet you wish you could take it back. Could you all be so mean to Whitey? Sound to me like you are all on crack! Tonight, Whitey was counting on this town to show him that we came But the first time he really needed us, we weren't there. And our creek was even the last night of Hanukkah. It's just not her. like no relevance to anything but it's like my favorite part of the movie because it's just so random the animation is so smooth for some reason it's just it's very satisfying to watch i don't know why when everyone does it it's just i don't know it just makes me happy like it starts with racist waiter but it, it gets better yeah. oh my god do we ever just why is waste racist waiter shirtless during this all-star banquet patch was, ceremony wasn't it like the scene where everyone was laughing at the mayor's joke he like laughed so hard he ripped off his uh outfit oh that I mean, makes sense yes, yeah i'm knowledgeable yes. about it crazy yeah, nights it was- too <laughs> <laughs> no, it was right that. before uh, all the deer started shitting themselves like yeah. uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> My friend cried at this movie. It's deeply emotional. It was the deer pooping. He started crying. <laughs> the deer pooping is really what, like, because that's how his parents died. So he really got touched. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been a Bambi's mom. Uh. <laughs> um, this song. The thing is, two thirds of the song is actively bad, yeah. but once like the bitty bitty bum bum starts, you're kind of sold for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's amazing because the whole thing, like the bitty bitty bum starts, and it ju- it really just feels like a shit. Post. Yeah. <laughs> he's like bum bitty bitty bitty, and then Adam Sandler stands up and he's like, "Does that guy ever wipe his ass with the wrong hand?" And he points at a guy with a hook for a hand, and that's. <laughs> That's the only remaining lyrics to the song. Yep. <laughs> and then they go, bum, bitty, 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 bum. <laughs> and it's just, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this is where the animation looks its best. I like the flashback pieces. Like, it's very heightened in the way that I think an animated film should be. Mm-hmm. I, I really think, altogether, this paints a beautiful picture. 
yeah. of everything. I really um the one, seed one works. gag I actually found kind of funny is that like whenever it flashbacks to Whitey like in high school, he still looks like an old man. Like I thought yes. that was actually pretty good. <laughs> um everything about this song kind of works. Like if the film had this tone throughout it, like like I really just like how stylized it looks. Nothing yeah. else is stylized like this scene. <laughs> and then we build up to the dump uh bitty bitty bum bums. Yeah. <laughs> and the first one to start it is the cop, and then we follow it up with the Rob Schneider character. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Truly <laughs> not any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> truly heinous, truly zero out of ten. <laughs> this scene fucks though. Yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised Even the children are views. doing it. <laughs> two million views. Wow. Um, my God. Well deserved. I, I, I think that this song alone was worth sitting through this movie. Yes. Hey. Uh, I, uh, and honestly, Adam Sandler should like give himself a pat on the back. <laughs> the thing with with this movie, in my opinion, is there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about and like it's still terrible but it's just like it's worth it's worth a watch in that way you know mm-hmm. though i would maybe mute it <laughs> yeah whenever whitey's talking this movie might be really good it. on mute you know what we should do a fan dub uh, of eight crazy nights <laughs> where who's gonna play whitey, who's whitey? You, are, you can do the voice no you can't play whitey i can't you'll play do whitey the voice. no you need to have someone. Andrew, do you have an dude? old man voice in your pocket that it, like isn't annoying? I really don't. I I do, but it's annoying. <laughs> Get Joel Gray. Just have Joel Gray step in and do it, and just do his normal Joel Gray thing. It'll become endearing, and suddenly this film might work. <laughs> yeah. Who's playing Adam Sandler? Um, Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Um. Sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm sure he can sing. Um, I mean, a- Andy Samberg. Actual, actual answered. Yeah. That's actually um, a good choice. Yeah, he'd do fine. He could sing and everything. Um, yeah. yeah um, so get on that, Hollywood. Just redub all of Eight Crazy Nights. Honestly, this is not something you need Hollywood for. You at home. You have a microphone, you have talent, you have skills, you have friends. Redub A Crazy Nights. There are people out there translating Elizabeth Doss musical all by themselves in English. Go out there and dub A Crazy Nights. <laughs> um, but what is our overall thoughts on A Crazy Nights and our cheese ratings? Andrew, why don't you start? Yeah. Um, my real thought is that I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's a bad holiday movie, a bad comedy, and it also has one of the most grating character voices I've ever heard in an animated film. Ever. The only voice I can think of that I would compare this to that I've really hated was um, The Nanny. That TV show, The Nanny. Oh, uh, Fran yeah. Drescher? Yeah. Yeah, I really hate her voice, too. I love her voice. I love it. Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> that could just but, be the horny distracting me from the voice, but... Yeah, I'm not horny. Uh, <laughs> I have an idiot. Um, so, yeah. The thing is, though, I still might say you should watch it because it's so fucking weird and there's so much to talk about that if you have friends, like, this would be a great movie to, like, put on and get drunk, you know? That's my thought. Uh, cheese rating. Uh, is there like a, a Hanukkah cheese? Is there anything like that? Latkes. Cheese latkes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do cheesy mashed potatoes, don't they? Yeah, but latkes are basically like a potato pancake. Okay. I guess I'll give it that. Whatever you said. Latkes? Cheesy latkes. Cheesy latkes. Uh, because... That is apparently a Hanukkah thing, um, which is that is about as much theming towards Hanukkah as this movie has. So there you yep. go. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, James, why don't you tell us your cheese ratings and overall thoughts? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, this was awful. This is one of the worst animated movies I've ever seen in my life. 
But <laughs> really? Oh my god! Yeah, and I've seen oh, a lot wow. of bad ones, but <laughs> it was really funny to watch with friends. I will agree with that. So I would recommend doing that. It, it's just it has to be seen to be believed. Like you don't understand how awful Whitey's voice is until you hear it for seventy minutes straight. Like I, I would actually <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> this holiday season. Oh, Mr. Schaefer Ellis, I'm afraid you're not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> that is the one thing, the one good thing, like as far as this being a bad movie and recommending watching it, it's only yeah. 70 minutes. 70 minutes. It's really yeah. short. Yeah. If it, if this if this was a full hour and a half, I might have to revoke that recommendation, but it's not. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as for my cheese rating, I... Uh, I don't really know types of cheese that well, but I think like just some moldy cheese that's just been like left out in the snow and shit on by deer. <laughs> Fair yeah, like enough. A, like a poop, deer like shit a poopsicle? Yeah. poopsicle cheese. Yep. <laughs> New invention. Um, Liz, how about you? What are your overall thoughts? Uh, this is my first time watching this movie. Um, when I first heard Whitey talk, I think I legit got a chill down my spine. <laughs> And I was afraid of the remainder of this. I was watching this movie while doing laundry. So I was actively taking breaks. And I was still in pain the entire time. <laughs> but if you're with friends and you got some liquor or your drink of choice in you, it's a solid choice. Like, I don't hate it in that context. I hate it in me being sober at home alone context. So. Get some friends, get kind of drunk on eggnog, and maybe watch Eight Crazy Nights. It's only an hour, 17 minutes. Like, won't kill your day. Uh, so I'm going to give it kefir cheese, which is like a type of cream cheese made into a drink. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Fair enough. Like this movie. <laughs> no, this movie is perfectly normal. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Jess, are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep I'm question not. i'm so sorry no i'm not <laughs> uh, i don't know if you can see in my eyes but i am definitely not okay and eight crazy nights is the least of my problems but eight crazy nights i think i'm gonna be really really funny if you go to a family function turn this on for the whole family including the little ones and just watch the children watching this movie for the first time Truly, I, I would love to see like a five-year-old's reaction to this film. <laughs> On that note, um, they probably like the part where the deer poop. They a probably lot. like yes. the pooping deer a lot. <laughs> I think you might find the target audience if you show this to a three-year-old. Yep, there's something for everyone in this movie. <laughs> and then after you're entertained by a three-year-old, you get the um bum bitty scene. Come on, peak. Um. The only thing I really feel in my conscience I can give this film as a cheese rating is a cream cheese Rangoon from Panda Express. Chiching. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Sandler Spirit, you gotta you gotta do the product placement. You know, they 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 are lending their brands to us, and the most we can do is sell them, sell them, sell them. Yeah, it's true. They sent me Apparently to Hawaii. They weren't lending the brand though. Yeah, they just kind of did the brand and hope they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was either that or this horrific AI image of Adam Sandler eating cheese that I found while looking up Adam Sandler cheese. So I'm going to show that to you all. Oh, oh my God. What happened to his fucking oh. mouth? Um, wow. Man. Looking good there. Yeah. He, he, I mean, I believe it was photo real. Honestly, I, I think he actually took no, this that's photo. That's unrealistic. Want... He only wears baggy t-shirts. That shirt is way too tight in his arms. Yeah. I, I mean... want to believe that his mouth continues down to where his, like, the bottom of his hand is. <laughs> like, it just keeps going. <laughs> this looks like there a scene either... from The Stuff, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> yes, it does. Or we could talk about this wonderful fan art. Oh, iconic. That, oh, I, I love that meme where someone like redraws the eight crazy nights poster. I saw like an Undertale <laughs> one, like a Five Nights at Freddy's one. It's just that that meme is so funny to me. I think it's like one of the top tier worst posters ever. So <laughs> I like how Whitey's being all shy in the corner, like I don't like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the pizza. Um, James, 
thank you for joining us again, which I believe is our third or fourth time joining us. Uh, we love having you on. You're always a joy and you always bring such great insights. Promote the wonderful content you create in case there's four people in the internet that don't know who you are. <laughs> sure. So uh, you can find me on uh, Schaeferless Productions on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Schaeferless. And I'm also on Letterboxd. You can follow me there, see all my thoughts. If I ever log eight crazy nights again, you can, you'll be the first to see my new thoughts on it, which probably won't change that much, but it works now. Suddenly it's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I cried. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's where you can find me. So yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. This was very fun. Thank you for giving me an excuse to watch this incredible, uh, life changing film. I think this, like, aside from maybe Thoroughly Modern Millie, might be the only horrific thing we've ever had you watch. <laughs> yeah. But you suggested Millie. Like, we didn't That's make true, you watch yeah. Millie. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of horrific things to watch, thank you for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at Musicals with Cheese. We're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals, Patreon Musicals with Cheese, Instagram Musicals with Cheese. Uh, we have a Patreon-only podcast called Patreon with Cheese. We're doing fun things over there. Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. And James, if you wouldn't mind, could you give us a little ASMR for Juliet? They write ASMR scripts, and every time I try to have a guest do a little ASMR reading for them. So say whatever you want right into your microphone. Uh, okay. Um, bum, bitty, 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 bum, bum. Bum, bitty, 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 bum. <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna get that's gonna get things worked in and rolling that's for them. gonna get them yeah that's good, get good. people going Th- thank you for to the broadway podcast network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for talking about the poopsicles so much all right we'll see you next time on musicals with cheese and one more time can we get everybody Bum bitty 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 bum 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 bitty 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 bum bye bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.